Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering all the events of the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about any events and updates from April 20th, 2020. We are going to start today with the British royal family. Um, I'm sorry, my dog is whining. She's trying to find a place to bury her treat that I just gave her to keep her quiet. That worked well for me, didn't it? So, starting off with the starting off with the British royal family, we had a rare um, public message sent out from the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, who sent this message to everyone who is helping to tackle the pandemic. Um, it's fairly short, so I'm actually going to read it in its entirety, um, which, and it says, quote, as we approach World Immunization Week, I wanted to recognize the vital and urgent work being done by so many to tackle the pandemic. By those in medical and scientific professions at universities and research institutions, all united in working to protect us from COVID-19. On behalf of those of us who remain safe and at home, I also wanted to thank all key workers who ensured the infrastructure of our life continues. The staff and volunteers working on food production and distribution, those keeping postal and delivery services going, and those ensuring the rubbish continues to be collected. Um, So here's why that is so important. Um, Prince Philip has been retired for a few years. Literally, no one expects him to send a message. He's 98, almost 99. Um, He isn't the monarch, obviously. Um, He's the consort. Um, So there was no reason for him to send this message. And yet, it's the simplest message of thanks really, that I've seen thus far. Um, And it thanks everybody. It doesn't just thank the doctors and healthcare workers, which are so important. Do not get me wrong. Um, But it also thanks the people that are keeping up the daily lives, the grocery store employees, the people making sure food gets to the grocery store, uh, the people who are coming and collecting trash because we have, I mean, you have to. Um, so it thanks, it thanks them. Um, and I think that this is just so, such a great message that he sent. Um, and I, I appreciate it even more because literally no one expected it. Um, so that is just really, really great. Um, and then also today, uh, the Prince of Wales sent a pre-recorded video message to a field hospital that is opening its doors today in Cardiff, Wales. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of this hospital because I speak zero Welsh um, and it would just sound terrible. However, Charles could pronounce it and very well at that. Um, way better than I would ever do, which makes sense since he's the Prince of Wales. Um, but we'll leave that to him. Um, so this field hospital will be able to provide 2,000 additional beds, 
uh, for patients with coronavirus and is one of a few that have opened up in Wales. So a really great thing there. Um, I do love that the royal families are getting involved in opening <clears throat> field hospitals like this. Um, just in the same way that they would open a traditional hospital. Um, so I think it's really important that they are showing um, their support for the field hospitals of NHS and um, whatever the health organization is in Wales. Um, and that is it today for the British royal family. So we are now going to move on to the Belgian royals. Today was the weekly meeting between King Philippe and the Prime Minister of Belgium, Sophie Welms. Um, they have again met via a telephone call instead of an in-person meeting, as was the tradition beforehand. Um, and this is just kind of me looking into the future. I do wonder um, if these are going to maybe be kept to the phone. Um and only meet in person occasionally just to keep things um, moving a little bit smoother and less interruptions into the day. Um, just kind of one of those things that I'm like post-COVID life, I wonder what that will look like. Um, so that is going to be an interesting thing to watch over time. Um, Belgium has not completely started to open up um, like some of the other countries that we're going to hear about today have. Um, but they should be in the near future, um, so that is something to watch going forward. Um, and then also today, the president of Austria um, sent out a social media alert uh, via Twitter that he and King Philippe had a telephone call today where they talked about coronavirus and how the pandemic is affecting each of their countries. <laughs> I wonder if these phone calls include anything else. <laughs> I just wonder, you know, if they include other things other than coronavirus, because it's all anyone ever talks about. So I just wonder what else could be talked about there. Um, but anyway, a very um, great thing for those two heads of state to have a conversation um, about how their countries are being impacted in this really terrible time. Um, and so that is it for Belgium. And now we are going to move on to Denmark. Denmark had the uh, most relatable post ever um, <laughs> from the Danish royal family. So Crown Prince Frederick got a haircut. Okay, now any other time, this is not news. This is nothing to talk about. Um, however, today it is. Um, so Denmark is actually one of the first countries to start the process of reopening. 
Um, so today, some small businesses were able to open their door to customers for the first time in just over a month. Um, so this means like barbershops, hair salons, um, other things that have been closed but hold a smaller number of people are being able to open um, gradually and slowly. Um, Denmark really seems to be holding a model for how we should be reopening countries. Um, so that is something to watch too over the coming days, just if you're interested in like what a post-coronavirus life looks like. Um, it looks like Denmark and Norway actually are gonna be some of the examples um, in addition to China, which has started to reopen as well. Um, so Frederick got his haircut and he actually shared a before and after picture which, um, wow, he needed a haircut for one, but two, I just appreciate the, like, real life of that. Like, any man out there is desperate for a haircut because they haven't been able to get them in over a month. Um, I am not desperate for a haircut, but not being able to get one makes me want one. Um, so that was just, you know, it was super relatable. I, I get that feeling. Um, and also, like today in Denmark, schools are starting to open back up, which is just, it's incredible. And I think the uh, Danish people have given me so much hope for the world post-COVID. Um, and then we also got a statement from Crown Princess Mary, um, who is in her capacity as honorary president of WHO's, the World Health Organization's European region, um, on the occasion of European Immunization Week, much like the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, so in her statement, she talked about how, quote, we all look forward to the day when we can be protected from COVID-19 through a vaccine. But let us also use this week as a reminder of the importance of vaccinations, which save millions of lives each year. Um, so just, you know... It, it's a weird time to be celebrating anything that isn't coronavirus related, um, but they are still happening and immunizations are incredibly important. Um, you know, think about the polio vaccine, for example. Um, you know, in 50 plus years, we'll have never known anyone who had coronavirus because they'll eventually develop a vaccine. Um, so that is something that is really cool. Um, to think about. And I, I like that she sent that letter, even though lots of other stuff is happening in the world. Um, and also I'm just, Denmark, like I said, has given me so much hope, um, because it seems like this is the beginning of the end of this. Um, so for the podcast, like today feels pretty normal. Um, everybody had events, every country had something, which is just really great. Um, no one's really leaving yet, but we still got updates from everybody, which was great. Um, and so now we are going to move on to the Dutch royal family. Uh, 
so the Dutch Royal House today released pictures of King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima working from their home offices, um, which I just think is fantastic. Um, and here's what I love about these pictures. There's a lot that I love about them, but I'll just share a few. Um, one is how casual they are, right? Like, I obviously expected royals to be working from home to be a little more casual than they are any other time in their lives, but like, it's just nice to see. Um, <laughs> they have iPads on tripods, um, which I have so many questions about. Like, is that just for when you're filming FaceTime calls? Or is that just how you work? So many questions. Um, I have lots of questions about people's work from home setups. It's something that I find fascinating. So I just enjoy that. And I'm curious as to why they have iPads on tripods. Um, and then I just, um, Maxima is wearing glasses, which I don't know why that makes me happy, but I think it's just like the realness of those photos that I enjoy, like, they're more, um, they're less staged, which I appreciate. Um, so that is what we got today as an update from the Dutch royal family, and now we are going to move on to Norway. Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit had a video call with three teachers uh, throughout Norway. So they spoke to these three teachers about how impressed they were with how educators have handled um, the obviously sudden change of um, going from a classroom setting to a distance learning, um, e-learning environment. Uh, they talked about the challenges, but also the receptiveness um, that some students are having. So students are, some students are performing better over distance learning because they don't have other distractions. Um, but students also obviously miss the socialization that school brings. Um, and then they also talked about uh, creative sol solutions that educators have come up with um, for getting the children to learn. Um, so that was really great. And then also in this little blurb, um, they talked about how Norway is slowly reopening schools. Um, so they are starting with uh, kindergartens, which are like preschools um, that have started back today. Um, and then primary school will start um, next Monday. So they'll go back for a little bit um, and hopefully it'll work its way all the way up. Um, so that is just really great, and uh, now we are going to move on to Spain. Uh, 
the royal family's schedule is actually starting to become really predictable. Um, it's between four and five things per day, uh, and they are kind of always along the same realm. Now, I don't know if this is what they're just choosing to share or what the deal is there, um, but it's kind of the same schedule every day. So here's how today went in order of how they announced. Uh, so Queen Letizia had a video conference with the Spanish Down Syndrome Organization, Down Spain, uh, where she wanted to talk about how people with Down Syndrome are coping with this situation. Um, then King Felipe joined Letizia for two additional video conferences, uh, the first being with representatives from the sporting world. Um, so there were athletes, there were sport organizations, um, on the conversation and they talked about how the Spanish sports community has been using their platform to um, aid in the COVID-19 response. So they talked about how um, fundraisers were being held by extremely famous Spanish athletes um, as well as um, Apparently, certain athletes in Spain had their own respirators for training reasons. I have lots of questions, but they have donated those to the medical community um, to help out with that. Um, so lots of different things that the sport community is doing to aid Spanish citizens. Um, and then next, they had a video conference with representatives from the public entity of Spanish airports and air navigation. Um, which Felipe and Letizia used this opportunity to highlight the role that airports are playing um, in the supply chain for medical equipment. So obviously not a lot of like commercial flights are happening right now, um, but there are still medical things and food things and other things that need to come into Spain. So an airport is a um, strong piece of... Um, of a strong part of that. <laughs> um, and then Felipe on his own had an in-person meeting with the Minister of Labor and Social Economy. So Felipe has been holding these meetings uh, with each member of the cabinet of Spain um, and during them he's gathering information from each minister about how coronavirus is affecting their area of responsibility. So we'll see these continue um, probably for the duration of Spain's um, response to coronavirus. Um, and that is it for Spain today. It looks like we just had like four things, um, which is kind of normal. Um, and now we are going to move on to Sweden. It was announced today that on Friday, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were meeting with representatives from the cultural industry um, by phone to get information about how the pandemic is affecting uh, the cultural industry. Um, so I didn't quite understand what any of that meant, um, but they held the meetings, they are gathering information. That really seems to be what they've been doing is 
um, gathering information and trying to learn as much as they can about um, Sweden's role and what's going on with every Swedish industry right now. Um, And that is the end of today's episode. Um, It felt really good to have every royal house do something um, or announce something or something along those lines. It just felt really nice. Um, There were lots of glimmers of hope from Denmark and Norway about reopening. Um, And so, yeah, we, I will um, be back tomorrow with an episode just like today's, um, just like a daily rundown of all the events that we used to do before before COVID. Um, and I will talk to you then. Stay safe, stay well, um, stay home. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.